This week's edition of the Detroit Bureau's Headlight News is brought to you by Toyota. Take your adventures further with the RAV4 Hybrid's advanced engine that produces an ample 219 combined net horsepower and has an EPA-estimated 40 combined MPG. A hybrid-exclusive XSE-grade pushes it further with its sport-tuned suspension and styling. Visit toyota.com rav4hybrid to find out more. This is thedetroitbureau.com's Headlight News. I'm Paul Eisenstein. Welcome. It was a busy week in the automotive world, and here are some of the big stories we've been covering on thedetroitbureau.com. As if the semiconductor shortage wasn't bad enough, a resurgent COVID virus is forcing manufacturers to further cut production. Toyota announced two cutbacks in just one week, putting most of the blame on the pandemic lockdown in China. Whatever the reason, expect to see some popular models, like its Corolla and RAV4, in even shorter supply in the weeks to come. Inventory shortages translated into a severe slump in May sales. Joe Sesney will have more in this week's top story. Even as new car sales have plunged this past year, dealers have done surprisingly well. In fact, they're so far generating record earnings as we reported this past week. That's because most new cars are now being sold at list price or even higher. It's not unusual to find dealers demanding thousands of dollars above sticker for the market's most popular models. We continue to see more new EVs come to market, and a new study finds there should be plenty of buyers. According to J.D. Power, nearly one in four U.S. motorists say they're very likely to buy a battery electric vehicle next time they're in the market. Several factors appear to be behind the surge in demand, including longer range, better performance, and the flood of new EV offerings. Still, the EV consideration study shows the majority of Americans have yet to be convinced they're ready to go electric. For his part, Stellantis CEO Carlos Tavares warns there'll be bumps along the way. Perhaps, but the automaker last week announced it'll invest $2.5 billion to build a new battery plant in Indiana. We've seen an assortment of once-popular sedans, coupes, and hatchbacks vanish from the market over the last several years, including the Ford Fusion, Chevrolet Cruze, and Toyota Avalon. And as buyers continue shifting from passenger cars to SUVs and pickups, even more familiar models could vanish. According to news out of Korea, the Hyundai Sonata and Kia K5 could soon be on the chopping block, though the two brands call that report speculation. Separately, Hyundai is recalling 300,000 vehicles because they have seatbelt pretensioners that could accidentally explode. And finally, Volkswagen is the latest automaker to feel the force. It's rolled out two special Star Wars versions of its new ID Buzz Microbus, one highlighting the light side, the other the dark side. The tie-in is time to highlight the debut of the latest Star Wars series, focused on Jedi Knight Obi-Wan Kenobi. Over the years, a number of manufacturers have partnered with Lucasfilms, including Nissan, the former Fiat Chrysler, and even Toyota. We'll have to wait to see if the force can help boost sales when Volkswagen's new all-electric van starts rolling into showrooms. And those are the stories making headlines on thedetroitbureau.com. Now for the week's top story, here's Joe Sesney. Thanks, Paul. Automakers have struggled this year, watching sales and profits slide in the first quarter. With the end of May coming, the predictions by auto analysts are for more of the same. Double-digit losses for monthly sales are expected in May compared to a year ago, just like in April and March before that. The same results keep coming because the same problems remain. Low inventory levels and high prices make it a tough market for buyers who are sitting on the sidelines waiting for conditions to improve. Auto executives continue to take blind guesses at when the chip shortage is responsible for the dearth of popular vehicles will end. 
However, that's been a moving target until recently. J.D. Power's Thomas King noted in his recent sales report he expected production volumes to improve in the second half of this year. He balances that against the pent-up demand for new vehicles, suggesting those extra cars, trucks, and utility vehicles will be gobbled up by hungry buyers. By satiating the vehicle-buying public, new vehicle prices are likely to stop rising, or at least not rise as quickly or as high. King said for the rest of the year, increased vehicle availability, higher interest rates, as well as some cooling of used vehicle values likely will lead to slower transaction price growth. However, they are unlikely to lead to price declines. That's our top story. Now let's go to Larry Prince, who has this week's review. Thanks, Joe. Is the party over? With gasoline averaging $4.60 a gallon nationwide, will our appetite for unwieldy, thirsty SUVs change? If it is, and we must drive something akin to a pair of sensible shoes, the 2022 Toyota Corolla Hybrid is an answer we're suddenly looking for. This is possibly the most overlooked member of the Corolla lineup, which now also includes the cute Corolla hatchback and the new Corolla Cross SUV. But the gem of the bunch may be the Corolla Hybrid sedan, which prioritizes fuel economy, the Corolla's raison d'etre. A 1.8-liter four-cylinder gas engine and a 53-kilowatt electric motor mate to the continuously variable automatic transmission that generates 121 horsepower and returns an EPA-rated fuel economy of an astounding 52 miles per gallon in combined city highway driving. That's far more efficient than the 31 to 34 miles per gallon seen in other Corollas and the same fuel economy as a Prius. But the Corolla has a key advantage over the Prius. It does not resemble an alien life form. Instead, its modern conventional demeanor make it easy to live with. In fact, its adeptly designed instrument panel is one of the industry's best. Its elegant simplicity and 8-inch infotainment touchscreen possess an eloquence that's luxurious. So, how does it drive? Well, like a Corolla. The added punch of its electric motor makes it feel livelier than its conventional siblings, but overall acceleration is average. It's fairly agile with a mostly comfortable ride. But it's no sports car. That's not its mission. Fuel efficiency is. Toyota has always excelled at building affordable automobiles, and the 2022 Corolla Hybrid is a shining archetype. That's this week's review, and now Mike Strong will look at what's coming in the week ahead. Mike? Thanks, Larry. Coming back from the long Memorial Day weekend, we'll get to see if new vehicle buyers found any good deals. The extended holiday weekend is typically prime time for shoppers looking for a bargain on a new ride. We won't have to wait too long to find out if they did, as automakers report May sales midweek. Early predictions by analysts say it's unlikely, and that we can expect more of what we saw in March and April, double-digit declines compared with year-ago results. However, some suggest automakers are poised to start making up the inventory deficits they've suffered through for the past 18 months. One segment that is expected to see strong numbers is electric vehicles. Automakers have been pushing to bring new vehicles to market, especially Ford, with the recent rollout of the F-150 Lightning to customers. Ford CEO Jim Farley is a big booster of EVs, and he'll be speaking about them Wednesday morning at the Alliance Bernstein 38th Annual Strategic Decisions Conference. He'll outline how the company is transforming through the Ford Plus plan into an industry leader in electric vehicles and unlocking new revenue streams in the process. 
However, he won't be the only auto CEO talking EVs at the event, as Rivian CEO RJ Scarringe will offer his perspective on his company's journey Thursday afternoon. We're also traveling to Toyota's North American headquarters near Dallas for a series of interviews and presentations starting Tuesday about what the automaker has in store for the near future. If news breaks out of the event, you can be certain the Detroit Bureau will have it. That's what we're following in the week ahead. Now, let's go back to Larry to take a walk through automotive history. Larry? Thanks, Mike. Time to take a road trip back into the self-propelled past with this week in automotive history. This week in 1903, Dr. Horatio Nelson Jackson and his co-driver, mechanic Sewell Crocker, begin their crossing of the United States by automobile after accepting a $50 bar bet four days earlier. With no driving experience or maps, Jackson and Crocker pilot their used 20-horsepower two-cylinder Winton from Oakland, California to New York City in 63 days, 12 hours, and 30 minutes, becoming the first to drive across the country in an automobile. In 1938, Hitler lays the cornerstone for the Volkswagen car factory in Fallersleben, Germany. During his remarks, Hitler announces that the car that will be built there will be named the Strength Through Joy car. The factory initially builds 52,000 Kubelwagens and 14,000 Schwimmwagens for the war effort before Type 1 production begins in 1941. In 1943, Edsel Ford, sole heir of the Ford Motor Company, dies of stomach cancer at the age of 49 with his wife Eleanor by his side. His father, Henry Ford, shuts down Ford Motor Company on the day he buries his only child at Woodlawn Cemetery in Detroit. In 1950, Nash Calvinator Corporation registers the name Rambler as a trademark, last used by its ancestral company in 1913. The new Nash Rambler would become America's first successful compact car. 21 years ago in 2000, Ford Motor Company signs an agreement to buy Land Rover from BMW Group for $2.9 billion. Eight years later, Ford sells Land Rover as well as Jaguar to India's Tata Group for $3 billion, about half of what it paid for both companies nearly a decade before. And that's the road we've traveled this week in automotive history. For TheDetroitBureau.com, I'm Larry Prince. Thanks, Larry. And that's it for now. You've been listening to TheDetroitBureau.com's Headlight News. I'm Paul Eisenstein.